years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And come on in this Saturday morning to my house here at Rosie on the House. I'm Rosie. Sitting just off to my right in the broadcast studio is my son and co-host, Romy Romero, who's been at my side doing the program for about 15 years. He's been at my side helping me out in the field, getting things done for a lot longer than that. My wife, Sweet Jennifer, is in the call screening booth. And if you've got a project or a question or a dilemma about your house, home, castle, or cabin, just give her a call at one 767 348. Gary D. and Bree are in there running the engineering control panels, so we've got all the right buttons dialed into the right settings so we can bring you the most accurate information revolving around Arizona home ownership as is humanly possible, and it's all free. That's why we show up every Saturday morning to give you this information for the sole objective of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We like to consider ourselves every Arizona homeowner's happy place. You can hold your breath all week long and wait for us to come on. Hold that question. You've got proposals for work getting done in and around your house and you want to bounce them off of us and let them compare them on air? Give us a ring. one 767 This show was born with the conviction that we would protect the Arizona homeowners from making any mistakes in, about, and around their house, home, castle, or cabin as it relates to investing in products or or tactics or procedures that uh, weren't worth what others were saying they'd be worth. Okay? So we're here for you. Give us a ring at one 767 4348. Well, one of the hottest topics we've been dealing with at Roseon House, of course, it continues to be this APS rate case. And uh, it was passed back in the summer. It's going to take full effect in May. And uh, there's been a, a bit of uproar from the APS customers about what seems to be an increase in their bill significantly more than what the rate case said it would be. Now, what y'all need to understand is that this rate case hearing was attended by over 40 stakeholders, and it went over the course of two months. Well, it included consumer advocates, it included environmentalists, it included the state's business community, representative of Arizona's growing solar industry, and, of course, the top leaders at APS, all in front of the Arizona Corporation Commission. That doesn't take away from the fact that this situation is taking a lot of homeowners by surprise. And all I can tell you to do right now is document, document, document. Hang on to your uh, utility bills. Watch the total kilowatt consumption. Watch your price. And if, in fact, it ends up being, for a majority of the homeowners, something more than the 6% increase APS thought it would be, um, well, we may have a, 
opportunity to bring that to their attention and see if there's something we can do. It does look like the rate case is going to be reheard. Even after the courts turned it down, it looks like they have the number of signatures on petition to at least introduce the concept of getting it reheard. So y'all stay tuned. We'll keep y'all posted on that as the story develops. And we are going to have APS on now that it's the new year. We didn't want to have them on during the holidays. We wanted to have them on an opportunity where we could give them the entire spotlight and have them uh, give their side of the story. With that said, we've got callers lining up. Bill's calling from Scottsdale. Robert's calling from Overguard. Romy, what do you say? Shall we take a call here real quick and get the line started? Bill in Scottsdale, good morning. Good morning. I have a, a rental property that I have a a real small shower stall. You know, there's about a little over three foot by three foot. And uh, the tile grout and all is deteriorated. And I wanted to a do-it-yourself kit to put acrylic panels up to cover that all up. It doesn't need a pan. It just needs the three sides and uh, maybe a door, but I haven't decided that yet. And I can't find a place to buy that stuff in where I can install it. I get online and I can see videos on YouTube of how to install it, but I can't find a place that somebody will sell it to me and i've tried home depot and lowe's and and uh, all they have is these huge things that turn the tub into a shower or something they don't have just a paneling for a three by three shower stall yeah it can get a little tough bill because they don't want to sell you that acrylic panel that's improperly installed that then begins trapping moisture actually back in the uh, guts of the wall itself. Um, I I am not aware of any place that you can go and buy the product yourself. But it's a great question. I have at the top of my mind. I have three phone numbers that I would call and see if one of those three couldn't put me in touch with a do-it-yourself source for these panels. So I'm gonna ask you to be patient. We're going to take your name and number. Uh, I'm not in the office this Monday, but on Tuesday, I'll make those three phone calls for you and uh, ring you back and see if there is an avenue of buying those kind of panels and installing it in a do-it-yourself application. Because there are still c- considerations you're going to have to make. You, you, you have to seal the top to keep the moisture from getting in and around the grout of the tile that's already there. Then you don't need a pan, but we have to figure out a way how are we going to terminate that panel going down the wall when we get to the threshold of the pan. What kind of terminus are we going to have there? That's that's going to be kind of a peculiar little detail. And then, like you say, how do we fit in a door? I don't know that we'll be able to. We may have to stick with just a shower curtain. But I'll make a couple phone calls on Tuesday and I'll ring you back and uh, get you that information. So that opens a line for you, another caller. you got a project you're trying to get finished. Maybe uh, you were trying to finish it by the end of 2017 and didn't quite get it done. Uh, give us a ring, and let me give you a few tricks and tips and see if we can't help you wrap that project up. 
Maybe it's the project for 2018 that's at the top of your mind. What are we going to do about getting something done in the new year? Well, give us a ring. We'll be happy to talk you through that any way that we can. Put our 45 years of building and remodeling experience to work for you and see how we can't help you up. Romy, let's run up on top of the rim and go from Scottsdale to beautiful Overgard, Arizona. Robert, good morning. Good morning. What are you up to in Overgard this morning, my friend? Well, I've uh, just bought a house uh, about two and a half months ago, and and I'm running into kind of an issue that I'm not familiar with, being being from the valley, of course. Yeah. Um, I, my driveway is about 45 feet from the street to my driveway, to my garage, and there's um, uh, currently cinders in the driveway, but it slopes six feet into 45 feet. So it's a pretty decent slope, and when I have guests, that, I have a four-wheel drive, so it's not an issue for me coming out, but I don't anticipate everybody having a four-wheel drive to come <laughs> visit me at my house. <laughs> so, uh, and my cinders are getting chewed up pretty bad from people spinning out trying to go up and down the slope. So uh, my my thought was to put concrete driveway, but I don't want it to be an ice skating rink right. when it freezes, if we ever have a freeze up here, and uh, which I'm sure we will. Um, but uh, uh, so I, I don't know. I'm looking at for uh, your expertise on how to resolve that or if I should do exposed aggregate or different type of rock other than cinders or something. Boy, I tell you, Robert, we we aren't putting very many concrete driveways down anymore at all. I would tell you not to do any concrete until you at least took a really hard look at getting some pavers put down. And we'll be talking pavers the great majority of this month here at Rosie on the House as we focus on outdoor living environments. But in pavers... You could, you could actually do it in sections. Just get enough up there to do the first 10 feet and, and, and tackle that in a weekend or two. Then deliver the next load and do the next 10 feet. And I think you would end up being a lot happier. With the freeze-thaw cycle, you're going to have an overguard. It's very hard to keep a concrete slab looking good for very long. The paver has a slightly abrasive surface. It's going to give you a bit more traction. It's a project you can do it yourself. And I couldn't encourage you more to look at pavers and maybe lay aside the idea of, of concrete, even the exposed aggregate. We appreciate the call. Congratulations on the purchase of the nice summer getaway home up in Overgard. We appreciate the call. Stay tuned in, and you ring me back if you have any other questions as it develops and relates to working on the cabin in Overgard. Well, if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, we have a pair of tickets for Sunday, January 14th. Starts at 6 o'clock, and they take on the Indiana Pacers. You can just text Phoenix Suns to 411923 during this break, and 
We'll draw at random a winner during bottom of the hour news and contact them and get the address you'd like us to certify, send the ticket certified mail, and you and a guest can enjoy the Phoenix Suns again next Sunday, not tomorrow, the week after, January 14th, 6 o'clock game against the Indiana Pacers. Next on the line, we have at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-767. Rosie, for you, Jennifer calling in, wants to talk about her refrigerators. Good morning, ma'am. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Miss Sometimes Jennifer. That line one gets a little sticky. Good morning, ma'am. <laughs> Jennifer? Oh, hi. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I am so sorry. That's okay. I walked away. That's okay. Yes, my refrigerator, which came with my house, is 15 years old. But it's been uh, lately, it's been making some popping noises. It's becoming louder and more frequent. It hasn't interfered with the functions. It's still cold. It still puts out ice. So, can you help me, please? Well, I tell you what, Miss Jennifer, I am going to ask you to hold. Because I am not an appliance expert and a popping refrigerator, we're going to do a reach out to a Rosie on the House lifeline to one of our appliance repair people and see if we can't get them on the line and visit with you. So you just hang on. In the meantime, we'll run down to Rob. Hello. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Um, love your show. Very helpful. Thank you, sir. Uh, I have a jack rat problem on my roof. I have a cement tile roof, and he got up uh, the hip area and, and built a nest. So when I went up there and removed it, uh, I noticed that he tore up the, um, the roofing paper and it exposed the wood. So I had a, um, a guy come out, give me an estimate for the, for the repair, and we picked up a couple more tiles. And, and some areas of the roof, he said, were really good and intact, and then other areas drying up. Now, it is a 28-year-old roof, and he suggested having the whole thing done, and I just, I'm just i checking in to see is it reasonable at this point after 28 years to have the whole thing um, um, uh, repapered. Yeah, Rob, at 28 years, I would get a couple opinions of uh, Rosie certified roofing contractors and uh, go mm-hmm. from there, but at 28 years, there's a real good chance the, the paper has about lived its economic life depending on what yeah. the contractor used. Yeah, and, and have there been advances in terms of uh, that paper so that it would last uh, at least that long, if not longer? And yeah, if you're going to be in the house and you're there for you know, the foreseeable future and you want something that will get you 30 years and over, they have the bitumen and torch down and the new uh, uh, evolutions and generations of waterproofing fabric that'll get you that kind and the the concrete tile are basically good forever so again go to roseonthehouse.com take a look at plug in your zip code plug in roofing and it'll give you the rosie certified contractors and roofers that are located closest to you start right there appreciate the call and there are roof warranties out there now up or guarantees up to 50 years so there's definitely been a, an enhancement in in product, but I mean, no, nothing's going to last forever up there against the Arizona sun. That's just a, a harsh reality of, of the temperature 
and what it has to go through. But, you know, 50, 60 years, that's 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 a pretty good life expectancy I, for, a, for a good roof. You could put a yep. metal roof up and get a lot of years. But, again, uh, you've, you'll have to you – know, your, your maintenance there will be around where the screw and the – goes through the metal and attaches over time you know and wind and pressure it can work its way through there there'll be some additional caulking over those and that's uh but it's a, a metal roof isn't always practical and a lot of hoas obviously that are in right. concrete tile roofs you can't <laughs> you can't slap that up next on the line is let's see chuck wants to talk windows good morning chuck and welcome to the program good morning and thank you very much for taking my call um I have a couple of bedroom windows uh, where they're almost impossible to lock. I mean, I've got to push it down real hard, and it's got dual locks on top. You know, you push the little button in on two sides. Well, one side I can lock, the other side I can't lock, and that's on both windows. And I'm just wondering if there's anything I can do about that. Is this a developing problem, or has it been this way for a long time? Well... Even after they were installed, they were all kind of hard to do. But now it's, uh, gee whiz, one of them I can almost, almost impossible to lock. How, when you said when you had them installed, how long ago was that? Probably seven years ago. They're dual pane. And are they vinyl? Um, vinyl. No, they're not vinyl. Okay. Have you called the window contractor? Is he still in business? I don't think he's around anymore. Huh. And where are you, Where are you, Chuck? I'm in uh, Tucson on the east side. Okay. Camino Seco, yeah. Broadway area. Okay. And so it's not vinyl. You're thinking, uh, are they aluminum frame windows? Yeah, kind of aluminum, yeah. That's okay. all I want to say. Okay. Well, if they were tough from the time they were installed, I'm guessing they were installed slightly out of plumb, and something is causing that to be aggravated. I don't have time to answer it all right now, but hang on. We'll readdress your windows when we get back. We also have Dan online for our lifeline to help Jennifer with her refrigerator. And an open line for you, one 767 That sounds good. Welcome back to my house. Let's bring Chuck back into the conversation. And I'm going to ask Chuck to... Chuck, are you on a phone that you can kind of stay on and walk into the bedroom where we're having the trouble with this window? Mm, Yes, sir. All right. Let's get in one of those rooms and I'm going to have you look at a couple things and see if we can uh, troubleshoot it from here. Okay, hold on. Romy, put on your x-ray vision glasses. And Jennifer, we've got a uh, repair, uh, uh, appliance repair specialist on the line, so we'll get back to your refrigerator right after I finish taking care of Chuck's window. So hang on, darling. Okay. I'm, I'm in the bedroom where one of them is. All right, Chuck. Now, if you go over there and unlock the window and lift it slightly, just about an inch... That's all I want you to lift it is about an inch, two inches at the most. Then back up and tell me, is the, is the gap between the sill and the operable pane parallel? And is the bottom mullion 
of the fixed panel parallel with the top mullion of the operating leaf. Well, okay, I'm with that. Do you see? Do you see anything there that's out of parallel? Back up, put the old evil eye on it, lick your thumb, stick it up there at the window. I see it. I'm looking at it. Does it look pretty parallel? Yeah, it looks pretty parallel to me. Okay, and if you walk over to the window and look in the bottom of the window track, there's no debris piling up there? No, I've already checked that. I thought of that myself. No. Okay. No, there's nothing there. Now, on this window here, I can... I can lo- there's two locks in the top. Yes. And I can lock the the left side, yep. not the not the right side. Okay. And I got to really slam it down to be able to lock it at all. Even to be able to get the left one to lock, huh? Well, yeah, I can only lock. Okay. Chuck yeah, at this one. point with that original installation contractor no longer in business, I'm going to encourage you uh, to give Tucson window and door a call, and you can find them on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and have them come out and, and take a service look at that. It could be it could be a couple things, but I'm guessing it's the way the window was originally installed, given the fact it's been tough to close for the last six years since they've been installed, and it may take a disassembly to put it back together to get it to lock the way it should. So we appreciate the call and uh, find Tucson Wind and Door at rosieonthehouse.com. Simply plug in your zip code, pull down the windows, you'll get Tucson Wind and Door under window category in Tucson as well as Pella. And it, if d- depending on timing and finance or someone else struggling with this, if you just needed a quick fix, most locksmith and key locations that have a storefront will sell clamps that you can put on the window if you're just that concerned and you needed something today right now that you could you could lock it that's true put put one of those clamps on it and that'll that'll hold you over till you can get it properly and professionally resolved Roman, let's bring jennifer who's calling from tucson in and put her in touch with our appliance repair expert from the valley let's see if we can bring dan in here dan Good morning, Rosie. Hey, man. How are you today? Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, it was just earlier this week I tailgated Alex around the neighborhood until he pulled over to stop to fix somebody's refrigerator. I got a picture of him in your truck. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Alex is a good guy. Hey, I'm going to introduce you to Jennifer, who's calling from Tucson, with a question about a bumping refrigerator. Jennifer, go ahead and repeat your refrigerator symptoms. Thank you, Rosie. I have a 15-year-old refrigerator by General Electric. It came with the house, and, and lately it's been making these popping noises. It's becoming louder, and it's becoming more frequent. It has not interfered with the functions of the refrigerator. It's still putting out the cold, and it's still making ice. But I am concerned... I, I tried pulling the refrigerator out, unplugging it, and plugging it back, but it didn't seem to help. So is this a sign of something, uh, a problem coming? Uh, good morning, Jennifer. Uh, where 
where is it coming from? Is it coming from the fresh food section or the freezer section? Can you tell, or is it from the outside of the refrigerator? No, I think it's coming from within the refrigerator. Okay. And it and and I can I cannot detect whether it's coming from the freezer side or the cooling side, but I and know it, I know it's there. I can hear it. Does it do it all the time or just sometimes? Oh no, it's becoming more frequent. In fact, while I was on hold, it 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 started up again, pop pop pop, and then it goes away, and it comes on different times of the day. Well, there there can be some popping on that particular refrigerator. GE has a, a glass heaters in the freezer section, and uh, they come on depending on uh, how many door openings and whatnot. Usually between eight and twelve hours a day. Uh, between 8 and 12 hours, they'll come on heaters to defrost the freezer section. And when that happens, the, the panel behind the in the back of the freezer goes from 10 below zero to 50 above. And when that happens, there can be some popping and, and, and whatnot, even some sizzling sometimes. And you'll see if you turn out the lights in the kitchen and you open up the freezer door and put the and, and hit the knob that turns the light on and off, you'll actually see a red glow down there. Does, does that sound like something that that's where it might be coming from? No. Dan, I am really sorry. I'm, I, I, all I know is that I hear this noise, and, and I don't know. I, perhaps it's coming from the freezer side. But I, I'm not able to, to, to answer the question you just asked me because I really don't know. Well, this is be the drain, too. Does it happen when you open and close the door, or does it just, or just you're just walking by it and you hear it? Uh, when it happened earlier, I had just opened the door maybe about 20 minutes ago, both the freezer and the refrigerated side, and, 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 and the popping sound came on. But it came on when the doors were both closed. Yeah. Boy, that's that's a that's a tough one. There's there's it could be a popping drain, it could be uh, the capillary tube, which is a little hard to explain. But it's a it's where the refrigerant goes into the freezer section. Those can sometimes they 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 put some stuff around to keep them quiet, but sometimes they can make some noise. I don't think that you know without really being there and hearing the noise, as long as it's cooling. Uh, and it's not, you know, uh, uh, really loud. You know, is it really, really loud? Just enough for her to notice it. Yeah. And, and what did she and say? While she, was, before. while she was on hold, it happened. So why don't we put Dan on hold? She'll just put the phone up by her refrigerator. <laughs> hang tight for about That'll the next work. 15 minutes. <laughs> Jennifer, we appreciate the call. I would imagine it's just a, a uh, expansion contraction component uh, in so the refrigerator freezer. I apologize we weren't able to get you a, a appliance repairman down in Tucson. We do not have a Rosie certified appliance repairman in Tucson. But we got you the next best thing we could find, and that's Dan from Buyer Appliance right here in the Valley. And, Dan, I appreciate you letting us interrupt your Saturday. You weren't uh, in the middle of a service call, were you? No, I'm having a grand opening, actually, at the shop today. So we've got free hot dogs and hamburgers and sodas and chips. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and invite everybody. Go ahead and invite everybody. We didn't know that. <laughs> Where's the show? 2400 uh, West Southern and Tempe. 
All right. Very good. Dan, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for the partnership. Thank you, Rosie. How right. how late's the grand opening go? Uh, from 10 to 2. Till 2. So you got till 2 o'clock to get out there. All right. Very Thanks, good. Rosie. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's bring Paul into the conversation, see if we can take care of Paul before the break. That opens the line for you if you're dealing with something in, about, and around your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring at one 767 Even if it's something I don't know how to fix, we'll find you a Rosie certified partner that can help coach you through it. Good morning, Paul. Welcome to my house, Rosie on the house. Thank you for taking my call, Rosie. You I betcha. have white powder on my concrete driveway, okay. and I have had that situation for many, many years, yeah. the driveway itself is about 30 years old, and over the years I've used a number of different products, but nothing seems to permanently remove it, and I was calling to find out if there's some type of sealing uh, product out there that might work to uh, prevent it from coming up year after year. There's a couple products that'll extend the time that it doesn't come up, but... Uh Really, what you're dealing with is what kind of sprinkler system, what water is getting on your concrete slab? Well, actually, uh, the water does not get on a concrete slab because it's a relatively wide driveway. It's like three cars wide. Okay. So so the um, uh, sprinkling just touches the edges, but the white powder comes up where no sprinkling system touches it. That's interesting. It's usually a moisture problem. Uh, but Jennifer's just recently done some sealing on some pavers at our house. Well, I assumed that he had pavers, but he has concrete. concrete. So it's a, it's a different product. But yeah. there, are, there are wonderful products you can get for pavers, but I can do a little research and see what you can do for concrete. Well, I would ask Paul just to get into a Cohills or Marvell masonry store, let them know what you're dealing with. There's Ocon, O-K-O-N is a manufacturer that makes a lot of masonry and concrete sealers and it's going to it's going to buy you some time Paul and yeah. and you can get it in a wet, you know, glossy finish or you can get it in a matte invisible finish however you like it and um, apply it and and that that's the best you're going to be able to do. It is going to be a little bit of a maintenance issue. You're going to have to continue applying it, you know, every every year or so. Well, okay, at least that points me in a good direction. Marvell Masonry. You can find their addresses and stores at rosyonthehouse.com. Thank you very much. Okay, man. You know that. And a new one coming to Gilbert. That's right. They've got one Mesa on Country Club. They have Central Phoenix on Indian School. They've got North Phoenix on 32nd Street. They have the West Valley in Peoria. They've got Tucson Flagstaff. And now Gilbert's coming. Did it? Maybe maybe open now. Oh yeah, they're right there. <laughs> they're they're right there. They're right there. That efflorescence is actually the salt that's in our concrete. You know, the majority of the aggregates, concrete is made up of various sizes of aggregates. That's the key to its strength. And then and then of course the cement that glues it and bonds it all together. Well, we mine the most of that aggregate material out of something called the Salt River. And those are salts that are integrated into our concrete. When the concrete gets wet, sun comes out, 
and evaporates the moisture off of the concrete slab. And this is true for masonry products as well as concrete. And as the moisture is brought to the surface, because that's the way it will dry, the heat will actually draw the moisture to the surface, it brings the salts with it. And then once the water evaporates, the salt is left there on the surface as efflorescence. It's something we battle constantly right here in the great Valley of the Sun. Getting it all done right around your house, your home, your castle, your cabin. We don't get as many calls on cabins, but we took one today from Overguard. Young man just recently picked up our property with a steep driveway. Was trying to solve how to get up the driveway with his guest arriving in two-wheel drive cars. <laughs> and I recommended he consider pavers. And that will be the topic of our 10 o'clock hour, how pavers can save money and reduce home maintenance. You have a copy of this article in your email box if you're a subscriber to our newsletter at rosyonthehouse.com. We continue to produce an article every week. The only place you can now get it is at our Rosie on the House webpage. Subscribe to the newsletter. and It'll be delivered to you every single Thursday. We also write out of town, outside of Phoenix area. We write for the Green Valley News, the Casa Grande Dispatch, and have regular articles in those, weekly articles in those, revolving around topics that we're getting questions from in those particular areas, as well as the Tucson Daily Star every Sunday. So we're trying to cover Arizona with information that's free, it's timely, and it's accurate as it relates to taking care of of your house, your home, castle, or cabin, whatever it is you're trying to tackle. And at Rosie on the House Remodeling, uh, we have made it through the holidays. Hope you all have made it through a fabulous holidays. And I have, we've been telling the group, you know, in the remodeling world, we're hit with like a flood of requests for work about late summer for people who want everything done for the holidays. I've got family coming in. I need to get this done. You know, let's let's have it finished, you know, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or the New Year's or whatever. And then as we approach the holidays, we get fewer and fewer calls about people wanting to start projects. And then the New Year flips, and bada-bing, bada-boom, the phone goes nuts. We experienced nationally in 2017 the highest rate of remodeling activity coast to coast that we've ever experienced in this country since records have been taken. Everybody is maxed to the limit. So if you're considering starting a remodeling or commencing on a remodeling project in 2018, take a deep breath. All the better, more experienced contractors are going to be putting you on some type of waiting list. If someone is immediately available to come in and start your job, 
that should put little warning signs off in your head. Why is this person immediately available when the rest of the industry is absolutely overwhelmed? I want to take this minute and talk to you tradespeople that listen to the show. If, if for some reason you're not happy at the company you're currently working for, I couldn't encourage you enough. Log on to rosieonthehouse.com and just plug in your zip code and plug in the trade that you're most interested in pursuing or continuing in and get the names of the Rosie certified contractors that are closest to you and go knock on their door and ask them if they're hiring. I don't know anyone in the Rosie on the House referral network right now that isn't in the hiring mode. And I tell people all the time, maybe maybe you're a carpenter, a super a remodeling superintendent. You've been down here in the Valley for five years, eight years, 10 years, 15 years. And you're thinking, you know, Prescott might be a kind of a nice place to go set up shop. Well, I've got a remodeling certified partner up there, Tom Riley with Renovations, and I know he's hiring. Just give him a ring and let him know you heard that he was hiring right here at Rosie on House and uh, see if you can make it through his screening process. That is one thing I will tell you, that if you take me up on, on pursuing a career with a Rosie on the House certified partner, you're going to have to make it through a pretty tight screening process. So there you go. Want to upgrade your career? Try one of our Rosie certified partners throughout the state. If you're trying to get a remodeling project done here in 2018, I can only ask you to please be patient. People ask me all the time, what should certain projects cost? And I tell people kitchens are probably about one of the most common things we're doing right now. Just take whatever you're going to spend on the cabinets. Typical kitchen is going to be seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars, and multiply that times five, and that's about the cost of a total kitchen remodel where we gut, relocate some lighting, put in new cabinets, new countertops, and new appliances. That should represent about twenty percent of the assessed value of your home. That's about what a kitchen runs. When we come back. We're going to be talking about exterior hardscapes. And we'll be taking your calls at 1-888-767-4348. 